All right, here we go, folks. It's Todsky and Kingston. Going to lay down what we got going on uh, coming in for McMurray in the next little while. What do you think, buddy? Uh, I already said. <laughs> you already said? Yeah. Say it again. You don't know what you think? Are you excited? Uh, yeah. Because we got lots of stuff going on, don't we? Yep. Just like Comic-Con is coming up next week. Daddy's going to head down to Comic-Con with, uh, with, the, with his friends. Yeah, uh, and I'm not allowed. So. <laughs> you got to get a little bit older, and then you'll be able to come with us. So that's right. Next week is Comic-Con down in San Diego. YMN Podcast is going to be invading. Be sure to follow our uh, Twitter, Facebook feeds. Also, definitely subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Podcast. We're going to be uploading some cool stuff here. We're going to be interviewing some people, hopefully record some podcast with some of our friends down there as well. So it's going to be exciting. But Kingston, that's not all. We got the Interplay Film Festival coming up. Are you excited for that? Really excited. That's right. Uh, coming up on July 26th at that's a Friday, 9 p.m. is going to be the shotgun start to the 48-hour film challenge. We're going to be down in front of the Keanu Theater, and uh, we're going to be taking a red... I know, I'm excited too, kiddo. Uh, we're going to be taking registrations between now. You can email us your registration now, send us your submissions, or we'll take them down there as well. Uh, you'll have 48 hours to write, direct, and edit your own short film, six-minute film, for a chance to win $1,500, Kingston. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of money. Yeah, really a lot. That's right. So the 48-hour film challenge is going to go, starts on the 26th, ends on the 28th. Deadline is 9, 9 p.m. on Sunday the 28th. But that's coincidentally the deadline for film submissions for our actual film festival that we're having on August 2nd to the 4th. What do you think about that? Thumbs up. Okay, so that's our film festival is happening for Interplay, the Interplay Film Festival, August 2nd to the 4th. Uh, we got the times, we got the locations. We're going to be rocking the Keanu Recital Theater. It's going to be a great time. We got lots of fun stuff planned. But we're still looking for submissions, so you can find uh, all the information on how to submit a movie, how to register a team for the 48 hour, as well as the dates and times if you uh, just want to attend and have a good time with us. Everything's available at the Fort McMurray Filmmakers Association website. So that's www.ymmfma.com. Of course, you hit ymmpodcast.com. You'll see all the links there as well. Speaking of the Filmmakers Association, we're up and running right now. We're, we're just getting out there. we got lots of cool stuff planned. Uh, the film festival's being our first big event. But we also got some cool little workshops uh, coming up, and we're just starting to take shape. So you're interested in becoming a member? Check us out on the web ymmfma.com that's the Fort McMurray Filmmakers Association uh, we had a great kickoff a couple weeks ago we're getting a lot of cool interest we already got one workshop coming up this Friday so hit up the website uh, all the links are there uh, we want you to send us an information form to, if you want to become a member we're starting to go through all the details now and even if you want to lead a workshop or a meeting dedicated to filmmaking we'll, we have a process for it it's all in place it's all on the website What's the website again, Kingston? Uh, I forgot. <laughs> YMMFMA.com. Also, uh, Twitter, Facebook, we're all on there as well. It's going to be a crazy summer. It's, can't wait. It's going to be fun. We got a lot of stuff coming up. Kingston, what do you think? Uh. Thumbs up. Right now, check out the latest edition of the YMM Podcast. Due to a shitload of swearing and some graphic conversations, listener discretion is advised.
Welcome to Fort Mac. Podcast. I'm Totsky. I'm Tito. I'm Steve. I'm Ashcake. We've got a very special guest at the dining room table today who has joined us. And I'm Julia Ivanova. Pleasure. Welcome. Once again, I apologize for the mess and the, and the, the no window trim. I keep saying no windows. And everyone's like, you got no windows in your house? <laughs> I'm like, no, no, they're there. It's just they're sealed in by nothing dining, more than plastic right now. Dining room I'm, studios is I'm, getting an upgrade. Uh, exactly. Windows. I guess <laughs> You don't want to have windows because you want to see really the rainbow. Well, the rainbow, yes. Yeah. You were filming the rainbow before you came here, and I was just like, I want to, I want to. It's something about too. Whenever like on Twitter, uh, I've noticed ever since I've gotten on Twitter, which yeah. is a couple of years ago. As soon as there's a rainbow, everyone's talking about it. Now. <laughs> everyone's like, everyone drops. It's very rare. Not when rare. I just got back from that, like the minute that I got back from my yeah, uh, trip in, uh, to Boston Pizza, yeah, well, I got back from my trip to uh, the states. There, there was a double rainbow right over my house. As like I got, as what I does drove it mean? Up. So I, just, I took that as a good omen because that doesn't <laughs> help. So, very double rainbow all the way across the sky. <laughs> That's one thing this town has. Like it's it's with that beauty that comes in with the natural that everyone always talks to me about because I'm always I'm very much for like downtown redevelopment and for the last year or so people are talking about oh you just want to destroy the natural beauty of what provides by for McMurray and sometimes when I look at that rainbow I'm just like ah peace <laughs> all, all you got to do is like look across the river to see most of the natural beauty in this town there's that big like lush like forest on the other side of the river there and it's like it, like in the summertime it's green and then in the fall it's like every color you could like yeah. possibly imagine in the well I think it's because the summer months autumn. are so short right so yeah. you really have you to have soak to, it in yeah. and, and, and then it comes with the bad too we got a ton of mosquitoes right now it's mm-hmm. really bad have you been bitten yet? yeah yes yes <laughs> but it's not too itchy last uh, September I was bitten by two very small flies mm-hmm. and the Traces of this bite are oh, still no. on my legs. Oh. So the mosquitoes, they are big, but they're like <laughs> elephants. Yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. I guess they're you can see them coming. Clumsy. Yeah. So, uh, so you asked earlier um, how we uh, got to doing what we're doing, how this podcast got started. And essentially, um, when I finished school, um, I, I was raised here in Fort Murray. Uh, my parents immigrated here in 80, 86. I was three years old. From where? So, from El Salvador. Yeah, How interesting. My daughter was three when we immigrated in yeah, 95. Yeah, so, yeah, so it's the same. We immigrated here because my father was a pipe fitter and he was able to get work here. Originally, we were actually going to immigrate uh, to Calgary. And uh, when we got to Calgary, there was postings for the sites and basically saying we're willing to pay more and it's a smaller community and it's an emerging community. So my father said, well, this might be better instead of uh, growing up in a big city because big cities in Central America tend to be a kind of like a center point for a lot of crime. It's like we go to a small town, it'll be safer for the children, right? So sure enough, uh, they moved to Fort Murray, and so I was raised here. Then I, uh, when I went off to school, 
um, basically, I started making uh, short films there. And uh, when I get, I came back, I kept making short films, but I would travel to Edmonton because Edmonton has uh, an association known as uh, a society known as FABA. I don't know if you're familiar with them, but basically, it's the film and uh, the Alberta. Uh, where was it? Film. Film, what is it? And Video Association, isn't it? Yeah, Film and Video Association of, of Alberta. Alberta. Yeah, okay. So it's FAVA of Alberta. So what they do is basically what we're trying to start up now, right? So what they what they offer seminars, they have uh, equipment that's available for rental for young filmmakers and such. So I was making uh, movies in Edmonton, and I met uh, Todd through my work here in uh, Fort Murray, and then uh, he brought up the notion, why don't you make movies here in Fort Murray? And I said, well... One, there's not enough people interested in making movies. And secondly, uh, there's no way for me to get equipment. I'd have to travel to Edmonton. So over the years, we kind of gave it a shot. We did a couple of like shorts that we just had fun doing. and we Filmed at minus 40. Yeah, and we, we screened them in Edmonton because there, there's several venues and competitions in Edmonton to mm-hmm. kind of do that sort of thing. And eventually what we decided to do is from that, uh, Todd had the idea of this podcast. And the idea came from... Uh, a filmmaker that he admires. His name is Kevin Smith. I don't know if you know any of his. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, and so he's made a transition from film to internet radio. So uh, Todd, being a great admirer of him, of his, basically said, "What would it take us to do this?" So sure enough, uh, I volunteered to. How can I copy him in every way? <laughs> I volunteered to, to help him. It's called and inspiration. So, and so inspiration. we, we uh, together, we kind of started this podcast. But through the podcast, we started knowing other members of the community, including Steve, who is uh, involved in radio, and uh, Ashley, who's very talented in uh, production design and makeup. So it, the four of us started kind of making movies together. And then we, then we, other people kind of were interested in the same thing. So from that, we birthed the association. And because the idea is take the model that Fava had in Edmonton and apply it to Fort McMurray and try to get more people interested in, in making movies. Well, some of us very see a need, fill a need. Yeah, it was. Yeah, started it was, coming out of the woodworks to let us know that they were interested. It was crazy. People were coming at us with scripts and like freaking out. They're like, well, we need you to help us make this. And we're like, why can't you make it yourselves? And they're like, you guys get your shit done pretty much. So. Dad? Yes, buddy? The movie's over already. Okay, I'll go reset it. <laughs> That's the worst part so of it. Everyone <laughs> say hi to Kingston. Kingston, hi, this you- is Julia. Are you planning to team up with Keanu College in some way? Actually, we already have. Um, essentially, uh, yeah. Keanu, um, I, I don't know if you, if you know her, Missy Oaks. She's uh, she's uh, basically part of their, I guess, marketing, right? uh, Communications and, and uh, marketing. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, so essentially, what ha- it was a kind of a strange transition because Missy used to work for Events with Buffalo. And Events with Buffalo is in charge of a lot of the community events. And uh, Events with Buffalo is an association that myself and Todd back in 2011 teamed up with to bring the first film festival to Fort McMurray. So we helped organize it in 2011. We did it again in 2012. And this year we're, we're, we're actually doing it again. But the thing is, what's happened is uh, Keanu has always been a partner because they provided the theater for us to kind of hold the event, right? So, yeah, no, we've, uh, we've been involved with uh, not only – um, through promotion and through event coordination, but a lot of the actors we've worked with have been out of Keanu. So I've worked with Zachary Barrett, uh, Rhiannon, and uh, Misty Oaks, as well as Brody, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. 
And how is it going with the Arts Council? Because you have Arts Council now. Uh, yeah, very exciting. That they're they're, uh, they're in a bit of a building year, I guess. Uh, Russell Thomas is uh, is acting executive director of it for now, and and I'm not sure about his uh, personal plans to continue in that role once they develop an actual board. But but that, his mandate right now is by New Year, by 2014, to have a permanent board in place. And that's going to lead towards all kinds of opportunities. Yeah, he, he was actually in attendance for our first meeting and uh, showed a lot of support. And the idea is, I mean, at the end of the day, if you want something, uh, I, I, this is why I really enjoy the city is because there's a, there's great opportunity for the people that are willing to put, uh, to basically do. So in other words, if, say, for example, we wanted to start a, a society in Edmonton, there's a lot of red tape based on the fact that there have been several other people that have tried to do the same. And there are other people that filled certain niches. So in other words, there's the theater group, there's Fab of Themselves, there's Metro Shorts. Even individual theaters tend to have their own kind of associations. Here in Fort Murray, because there is none of that right now, There's it's really kind of like a uh, – I don't know if you, you've ever heard the phrase blue ocean, red ocean – Okay, so so red ocean is the idea is like you don't want a red ocean because it's it's too saturated. So you want a blue ocean, and so the idea a blue ocean means it's wide open, and anything that goes in can has plenty of room to grow, right? So the the basically the concept right now is kind of like get as many people interested, give them uh, at least not not give them the tools, but give them the ability to kind of take things uh, on their own. Because I mean, honestly, we're just four people, and mm-hmm. and what we're trying to do is. Is make us more than just the four people that do well, what we five do. Five right? Misty, so. of course. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yes, <sorry. laughs> but four four present here, and yeah. uh, the idea, the biggest thing that we wanted to do was uh, actually, I think, one of the most simple things is that we wanted to introduce people to each other. And, well, that uh, was the big show thing. that there like, are people interested. In we've been, films. I don't want to say on the map, but like I would Google Fort McMurray on YouTube and, and all that kinds of stuff like all the time. And when we started the association, we actually found Clinton Boucher. Who has like seven hundred uh, some on YouTube, subscribers yeah. on YouTube, and I'm like, like he only he only uh, inter- and he lives up here in Fort McBride. He only introduced himself when well, we started the association. The reason we, we missed him was Mackay, because his it? YouTube He's, channel was listed as Edmonton. He exactly. Keeps, yeah. His exact quote and was, he was exactly like, what. Hello. Yeah, his exact <laughs> quote was exactly why we started the association. He was like, I didn't realize that there was an interest in filmmaking in Fort McMurray, so yeah. I just always called myself. From I'm Edmonton. from Edmonton. Yeah, yeah, and then we had um, like Russell Thomas's son came on our Gamer Guys yep. versus Gamer Girls show, and that was really awesome having him on there because like just trying to rake in like as many people as possible to see like just how like I'm I don't want to say simple almost, but like how easy it is once you get into it. Like there's people willing to take you every step of the way in this town. It's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. What about yourself? How did you get into making movies? Uh, it was many years ago. It was after we immigrated to Canada. Uh, first of all, I studied at a film school in, in Soviet Union, and Soviet Union had one film school. Mm-hmm. So, for the, whole... for the whole country. Wow. Wow. And I'm assuming it was country. a modern world. That's one yeah. big country. <laughs> yes. Uh, so then when we immigrated, I started to work as adoption coordinator, mm-hmm. and I met adoptive parents. And I was amazed how incredibly wonderful these people are. And I wanted to tell the whole world about it. Because in Soviet Union, all adoptions were secret. I, never in my life I met anybody oh, really? who was adopted. It was completely um, cover-up. Not cover-up, but a secret. It family kept, secret. Yeah. Yes, it was kept secret. So here is a different thing. So I got very excited 
by the people and the um, generosity of their soul. Mm-hmm. And uh, I figured out that the easiest way for me to tell the world about it is to make a film. So I did, and it was 90, um, it was 99, uh, 1999, and back then uh, there were not that many filmmakers because the equipment was much more expensive, mm-hmm. yeah. right? So, and there were a lot more places in Canadian TV where you could show the films yeah. on, uh, to broadcast. Just by fluke, I was just very lucky. The film was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it had to do with the events that happened in this film. Now, when I look how I made it, it is so simple, and uh, <laughs> I make much better films now. But until this day, this was a film that was shown in more countries than any other films yeah. I made. Well, it, it, I think the topic itself is such a, a powerful one. I mean, um, uh, one uh, documentary that really resonates with me is um, uh, a documentary called Dear Zachary. I don't know if mm-hmm. you've heard of it. Yes. But it follows this... Uh, uh, basically, it was made as a video journal to uh, an orphan, uh, an orphan kid, because of uh, what happened to his father during the circumstances of his birth. But as as it progresses, the narrative changes because he's filming it while the events are happening, and it's it's really heartbreaking because you really feel what's going on. I can only imagine with uh, adoptive parents and adopting. I mean, we're talking about family, and that's always a very strong and powerful um, uh, topic to speak about, right? So Very emotional. Well, I kept making films about adoption. Uh, so I made quite a few uh, about different aspects of adoption. And um, then one of them was a serious film about um, one woman in Ukraine who was a foster mother to 17 mixed-race black teenagers. And, in, in the Ukraine? In the Ukraine. Wow. And if, uh, I don't know whether your audience knows, but there are no black people in Ukraine. At yeah. All. None. Oh, I was going to say, I'm like, how did, how did she find 17? Oh, they <laughs> were the results of mostly uh, relations between local girls and students that come oh, to Ukraine yeah. to study from Africa. Right. But their parents send them to study, not to make children. Of course. Mm-hmm. So in most cases... That's kind of the guys, rule in every country. Yes, <laughs> So the guys don't even tell their parents. So the children are left at the orphanages. And this woman goes to different orphanages and picks them up. But the interesting thing, one, why this film was a, a good one is because she was a very complex person. She is not Mother Teresa mm-hmm. at all. She is a complex Soviet person. So this film, it's called Family Portraits in Black and White. It was, it was successful. It went to Sundance. It won. Best Canadian film at the Hot Dogs Film Festival and awesome. went everywhere. Wow. But bringing it back to Fort McMurray. <laughs> so at one of the screenings, the producer from NFB was there. Mm-hmm. And after the screening, she came to me and she, and she said, I would like you to make a film for us in Fort McMurray. Oh, wow. I see. Okay. And uh, I had no idea what Fort McMurray is, actually. I mm-hmm. heard about it, of course. Mm-hmm. I know it's the capital of Alberta oil sands, but uh, I had no idea what the city is. And she said that, that they tried several times to find the stories here and uh, that they would like me to go and do some research in in town. Mm-hmm. And I came last um July for mm-hmm. five days with a producer. She is in Edmonton. Her name is Bonnie Thompson, and she is a wonderful NFB producer. And uh, this city impressed me, and somehow I immediately felt connection with this city. Hmm. It's awesome. a very city. <laughs> yeah, I think it has to do with the fact that I am from Russia initially. So extremes are something that I embrace. Mm-hmm. I feel comfortable with extremes. 
I live in Vancouver, and though it is a wonderful, beautiful city, it is very West Coast. Uh, everybody is always polite. Like sitting in the middle of a seesaw in Vancouver, right? Like, <laughs> so no, well, it's different. When we were talking earlier, I love when you made the connection. Like, one thing for McMurray is very much, it's very much diverse. And I think Absolutely. that's something very much like that's something we I think we are proud of it, but that's something very much that this should be very publicized mm -hmm. as well is I think we are quite a diverse like just the Canada Day Parade, looking at all the different ethnic groups. And like you said, well, a lot of the look at us immigrants at this table. was amazing. Look at us at this table. We've got you from Moscow, me from New Zealand, <laughs> Steve born and raised. You're from El Salvador. Like, it's crazy. You don't it's know crazy. where I'm from. I yeah. don't know where you're from. <laughs> from BC. I was born in Chilliwack. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I yeah, I was born in Chilliwack. I like, I like blanked, and I'm like, I know it's BC. <laughs> I'm an army brat. I was born no. in Chilliwack, but I lived all yes, over the country. Yes, I I'm from Fort McMurray. Yeah. I've been here the longest. I'm a base brat. I didn't know that. Base brat? No. Yeah, military brat. My mom yeah. too. A lot of people think it's my dad. They're just like, oh, you're, what, what's your dad in the military? I was like, oh, my dad's a plumber. My mom was the one running <laughs> yeah, the Yeah, no, I remember you guys. She was the one you don't piss off at the house. My dad was <laughs> yeah. the one that you, you took get to away with. Yeah. <laughs> so have you have you had uh, have you had any um, experience with our construction here yet? <laughs> in what way? In, in the how the geography? Because you said you came here last July, right? Yes. So how much change have you seen from last July to this July in terms of the growth of the city and? how the construction is going because one of the comments we get a lot of here is how from month to month and even from year to year there's the geography of the city changes drastically because of the amount of construction for the infrastructure that happens well uh, of course i notice that but uh, for me what is more noticeable as uh, is that people that i met let's say last july many of them are not here this july mm -hmm. yeah, that yeah. Happens too. Yeah, that's that's true. transient nature to the transient here. nature i i understand that it places a huge challenge for the city and for those who work in the city because to make people who are transient in their mentality to uh give something to the place and not just to take take mm -hmm. and bad mouth mm -hmm. it is difficult so i understand the challenge yeah. Yeah, and I mean, uh, like you said, I mean, the, the, I think that's part of the reason why that the Arts Council was formed in the first place. There was, the, I, I think, uh, there was a big need from the community basically saying that uh, people aren't staying because there isn't enough to, to do not just recreationally, but in terms of the arts, right? And uh, a, lot of, a, lot of, uh, a lot of talent that has been grown from the city has actually left the city because of the fact that there's, you, you, you hit a wall, right? There's Nothing. limitations with how much, how far you can go career-wise if you're an artist, uh, uh, musician, etc. Right. So, but what do you? There's a phrase that you call uh, "quote unquote" a one-horse town. Like, uh, like it or not, like our central industry is the oil sands. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like we can we can pump all the the value into the art. And and when we discussed this podcast, there's much value in the mm -hmm. arts, mm -hmm. but. Like I said, the elephant in the room, or it's not really an elephant, like the face facts is the oil sense has been and will most likely will be well, the main draw for this town. So it, you you will reach that wall at some point if you're not in that industry. You know what was, I mean? Uh, there was a... Or am in, I wrong? In a previous podcast that we had talked about, uh, I think it was about the arena uh, development mm -hmm. and, and downtown redevelopment here, um, you had made the point that uh, the city is a business. And in, in many ways, especially regarding the industry, uh, it, there is a business-like aspect to it. And there are certain things that you have to be a little bit, I, I would say, a little bit more cold with your decision-making when it comes to being a business. But I think... That in in the rush of the boom of the oil sands industry here in town, a little bit of the fact that this 
city should also be a home was kind of lost. And it's, yes. it's, uh, there's people that are reaching out, uh, I think, uh, very uh, excitedly and very uh, eagerly to, to get that back into the community. To I'm, make I'm it more actually of a home. curious because if you, if you left Russia in 95, this would have been post, uh, post the, the fall of the Berlin Wall then. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> sorry. No, no. I just wanted to continue this topic. Oh, I'm quite sorry. The, <laughs> quite the segue. No, no, if you want to continue your thought before I go into Well, no, that was just, that was my thought is that because I think I, that I our, have to, yeah, I wanted to say something I think our film association is this. a symptom of the fact that people are so eager to get that home aspect and that, that creative, uh, art, artsy aspect back to the community. Well, it's something we've proven is the arts does, uh, I can't remember the phrase and I think Russell used it as the arts not solidifies grassroots. You know what I mean? Like it's not just a transitional. Usually yeah, if you're, it's, it's like miracle grow. It makes you, it makes you a <laughs> right? community, right? Yeah. Yes. But we have, have to accept we can bitch about it as much as we can but we live in a capitalist society and uh, uh, fort mcmurray is in a way a representative of this uh, society so mm-hmm. filmmakers musicians writers come to fort mcmurray to work in the oil field because working in the oil fields allows them actually to produce their first album, to make mm-hmm. their first yeah. film. And this is the reality of the situation. It's so true. It's but true. in order not to go crazy here, it is very important for those people who have talents, and this city has tons of talent. Mm-hmm. I am amazed by how many talented people I am seeing here, randomly, on the streets. Uh, but uh, this city must have associations like that. Because then... Uh, creative people will not suffer from depression and yeah. solitude because otherwise it's too tough to be in isolation. Mm-hmm. And there are many talented people, but, but of course it's mm-hmm. difficult yeah, yeah. to find each other. So some, I think some, your association uh, is incredibly important. Some artists uh, thrive on that, though, <laughs> depending <laughs> on the artist. It's true. Um, I, I, my question was, um, it, it's interesting because I, I just had a thought because of the fact that um, uh, I mean, um, from what I understand, uh, the Soviet Union uh, was largely industrial uh, before the fall of the. Well, it kind of to- uh, still is to a respect because you have such a large country and there's so much, so, uh, such a population that needs to be kind of fed. And you know, the Berlin Wall was Germany, right? What? No, no, no. He knows, of course. Okay. <laughs> I, I, yeah, but it had to do with. He says that after the collapse of the system, that's yes. what he meant. Well, yeah. The fall of the Berlin Wall was the. Is a sign Union. of collapse of yeah. the system. Yes. Oh, really? yes. 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 Yeah. I wasn't paying attention in that social class. Social class. <laughs> yes. So, so uh, my question is, um, so the you said that you went to film school in Moscow, yes. right? Was that in place prior to the fall, or did it? Ha- it was one of the new things that was implemented because of the because of the introduction of capitalism into the the Russia. Soviet Union was one of the most intellectual and artistically gifted countries, mm-hmm. I would say, in the world, mm-hmm. uh, and there were tons of the best musicians. And if we take some filmmakers like Tarkovsky, who hasn't be, who was the type of the director, there was nobody like him. And mm-hmm. now still with, there is no one like Tarkovsky. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the writers were incredible. The intellectual life was uh, huge in Soviet Union. Now it is less because now making money became very important. Instead of focusing on the art. Uh, no, focusing on the art wasn't important, but it was a funny society. I can describe because it is really interesting because no matter how you work and how much you work and how talented you are, everybody has approximately the same salary in the country. Absolutely the same. So uh, actually, 
you have lots of freedom to do whatever you want because you will never become rich. Mm-hmm. So the element of I will work hard in oil fields to become rich didn't exist. Mm-hmm. So that's why it was quite easy to think, oh, I will become a filmmaker. That's why there was only one film school. Oh. Right. Because otherwise everybody would want to make a, mm-hmm. to, to be a filmmaker because it's the same kind of money. It's really interesting. That so, is. so interesting. Uh, so that that was uh, uh, at the time that many people kind of nostalgically uh, remember. But this system cannot exist. It's not realistic. Mm-hmm. But it was a fun uh, society to live in this way because uh, there was a huge intellectual um, force in the country, and the only way you could separ- separate separate yourself from the masses was by your intellect mm-hmm. because financially everybody was, was equal yeah. mm-hmm. so to be an intellectually uh, developed person talented person was considered a higher value than it is here like i have a friend he owns uh, 200 uh, world instruments in vancouver mm-hmm. wow. and he is a wonderful musician and he tells me all the time the, the same thing him and his wife they go to let's say to they invited somewhere and people ask him so what do you do and he says i am a musician and then they ask his wife and and they say oh yeah good for you good for you <laughs> and then they ask his wife what do you do and she says i'm a real estate agent oh because <laughs> <laughs> they see mm-hmm. dollar signs yes. right? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it, it's interesting to see because like i mean you look at uh, the economic crash of 2008 and capitalist system doesn't seem as sturdy as it used to be either so it's not sturdy but yeah. it is a driving force that's yes, correct. what it yeah. is because i think for human being the nature of human be- being a majority of human beings is to want stuff mm-hmm. so the constant id yes mm-hmm. so that's why yeah, it but if, if money isn't that thing that you that you want exactly. then you can focus your mind on things of more of a personal nature exactly that's why i said majority yeah yeah, yeah. i didn't say everybody but even oh. then like if money's not your driving force fame I was going to say fortune, but that's money. But like the constant drive to be, I want, like, to me right now, my biggest thing is when we're doing our film projects, it's the, one of the, I don't know if it's a leap I got to make or if I got to find a way to incorporate it, but I'm very much for the love of it. Absolutely. Well, I was going to say, it's, which could be it's a negative so side love, thing, right? No, it cannot to, be the negative side. And it's because a lot of us here don't have to I'm worry about agree. the financial But side. again, like you said, we work in the oil industry that is able to, uh, produce the, these things that I do myself that I get so much fun well, out of doing, right? Well, do anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, sorry, I'm, I'm referring to myself, Tito, and Ashley. <laughs> wow, it is an addiction. Filmmaking is an addiction. It and is. When, when you work for seven days and make the money you do and then you have seven days to create, like last week on my days off, all I did was make costumes for the Comic-Con <laughs> they were going to, right? That's all I did for like six days. And it was... It was so mm-hmm. much fun, like, and, and then going back to work, I don't, like, I don't feel so caged in, you know, because there's that creative burst. Just why, uh, that's just why people can value the, the oil sands industry jobs here is because it does give that money and that time uh, yeah, to give you the freedom. I was going to say, you're saying that a driving force for some people is fame. I would say that by and large, uh, especially with our group and a lot of the people that we've uh, met through the uh, Fort McMurray Filmmakers Association, I would say it's freedom above all else that they're, oh, that they're interested in. That's the driving force and freedom of creativity. Freedom to do what they want. I wanted to say something about fame. If you're driven by fame, you set yourself up up for failure. Oh, yeah. Because you can make the best film 
the best possible, and it will be really a wonderful film. But for one reason or another, like you, you gave it to a wrong distributor. The person who watched it uh, that was selecting films for the most important festivals didn't like it. Or your vision of the world, let's say, is advanced. So uh, to rely on fame is to become a hater mm-hmm. of your co- colleagues and peers and the only reason I think we, why we all make art is because we enjoy the process. Yeah. 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 I completely agree. Absolutely. It's therapeutic for myself. Yeah. Well, I've always said it here. Like a lot of people, like when we, we do this podcast, a lot of people are like, well, how much your stats? Who do, how many people down? <laughs> to be honest, I only look at it in order when people ask to get into like a, a festival or something. Yeah. I, I don't care if I lo- look at those stats and see one person. Because most likely that's me listening to it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, there's got to be at least four, right? Well, well, no, like I said, what we're doing here is what I absolutely love about this podcast is we're literally just having a conversation. And I, I would do that if a thousand people listened to it. I would do that if five people listened to it. Yeah. And I feel the same way about, about movies. But I guess what I'm reminiscing as a hit is our, is our podcast we did with Sean about the value of the arts. And he hit the, his with that question. It's just like, well, you guys want to make your art for a living. What's your transition plan? And I was just like, uh, I, I don't know. I, I've never well, thought I mean, of that before. Right? I, I personally, I mean, every project, I just look at it as a as a uh, opportunity to improve. Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, we, we we've sat through projects and we've said we did this last time. Let's try to see if we can push the envelope a little. Further. Peter gets all technical. I get all mushy. I just want to hang out with well, you. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm a great I'm a great admirer of of uh, cinematography as an art form. It's very it's a very powerful tool. I mean, you could tell an entire story without saying a word, right? And I mean to to emulate you know the great cinematographers that that I've I've seen on screen and you know that their work. I mean that I find that fulfilling personally. And I mean, uh, I, I, like none of us here are making money off of what we do. I mean, it, it had, had, it had that been our goal, we would have never made a fan film because we yeah. technically we can't make money off of something like that because I was telling, her, like, I was telling her about Arkham. She asked about yeah. the poster. It's <laughs> yeah. crazy though, because like just the other day, it was at Ozcon, like down in Australia, and the t- two of us I know for sure both got followers from Australia who've watched this film down there, and it's like so crazy to know like people have watched it and actually looked for us to see like what other things we're doing and like they're interested and it's it's so crazy because like we we did it out of our love for batman like is the reason we did it we were sitting at a denny's at what three in the morning three in the morning morning. over pancakes (laughs) afterward watch this thing and and we were like i just felt like there was something missing so we created that and then it just blew up and people fell in love. Well, some people loved it, some people hated it, but whatever. Like, art, yeah. I would say that thousands of people out there will be envying you for being able to say this phrase, we were sitting at 3 a.m. at Dennis. It means that you were not alone. There was a group yeah. of people who feel the same, who do the same things. And you were sitting together at 3 a.m., so you were it's, lucky. You it's, were happy. It's so crazy. So it brought us together, actually. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's so true. It's, it's very palpable how how uh, the ripples of that moment in time, that half an hour to an hour period of uh, eating late night after seeing a movie, uh, how how much that has, the fingers of that moment have touched our, our lives in every way since then. It's quite fascinating. It's, to, to we were so tired that night, too. We were so tired. <laughs> I almost fell asleep eating my pancakes. But it's crazy, because uh, we, we tell other people, like, that we're a family now, because we've we've gone through so much together, like, we've built creative things together and everything, and, like, 
last week I don't think we didn't see each other for like six days and Todd's like I miss you guys and I'm like I miss you too like why haven't we seen each other because normally we see each other like at least once every three days it's and just every one of you works in the oil fields uh, no this guy I doesn't work, uh, I'm a, a broadcaster by trade Okay. So I work in the radio station, uh, one of the ones downtown. And the three other work in the oil yeah. fields. Yeah. Yeah, as well. I, th- I think it is very interesting. It is very interesting for those who listen. Mm. Yep. You know? It's definitely perspectives. Well, that was, uh, that was one of the things that, that, uh, that brought me uh, my attention to the YMM podcast as well, was just that uh, seeing that there were people that were working in the oil fields uh, here who were so passionate about the arts and, and so passionate about... Um, uh, in, in some ways defending the community but just in mo- most ways just discussing the community mm-hmm. and uh, there's uh, there was a documentary that was screened here not that long ago also filmed here at Oil Science yes, Karaoke I saw it yeah, yeah. Um, what do you think? what do I think? depending how many people listen to <laughs> That's so funny. Charles Wilkinson is listening right now. Um, but one of the things no, they, that... They were pluses. Yeah, oh, absolutely. One of the things that uh, that I thought was a great uh, comment within that film was uh, from a, a friend of ours, actually, Becca Hess, and she was one of the bartenders at the bar there. Yeah, uh, I remember. Her, mm-hmm. One of the things she mentioned was how, because of that transient nature of the community, how there's so many people that... Uh, come here to work. They come here for the opportunity and, uh, they come here also closed off because they're a little bit afraid. They're a little bit, uh, you know, strangers in a strange land. And there's, there's other people that are in that exact same boat. So they feel this, uh, lack of warmth from other people towards themselves. And then they emulate that towards other people. And it makes for people that, uh, just have like, less mm-hmm. and less, um, uh, tangible connections to each other. A lot of times because there's a worry of, and I think the way she worded it was, are you going to leave me or am I going to leave you first? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is just a temporary. Yeah place temporary time in my life and Fort McMurray won't be everything that I do for the rest of my life and uh, I don't know I think one thing that we're trying to do at least uh, for a few people at least for anybody who's willing to open themselves up to it is to knock those walls down yes. and to make those those lasting connections even if they are temporary I think but that that's already happened like uh, I'll let people speak for themselves at the table but I'll speak for myself too where I've stopped looking for jobs out of town I've stopped you know what I mean? Like there was times where I probably could have advanced my career somewhere else. Yeah. But I like it here too much. You know, know what I mean? Like I, I'm, I'm fine my... with my job. My son is going to get the best that he can get through the opportunities here. And I have an absolute wonderful time in this community. Yeah. I've stopped. I've never written it off, uh, written off moving away, but I've stopped looking for the sake of moving away. That's what I think like from what Steve was just saying, that's why I found it so interesting that you said that you felt connected when you got here because there aren't very many people who walk into this town and feel connected. You know, it's like they feel a long. lot of people come in here with these expectations that they've heard from back home from their uncle who worked up here in the oil sands like six years ago. or seven years ago. And I moved here like five years ago. Mm-hmm. And then like five it wasn't the nicest place, to be honest. Like, yeah, yeah, a month and a day, yeah. And it like you know, you'd go to Walmart and there'd be like lines and lines and lines of people and they were all angry and pushy and shovey and, oh, really? <laughs> and it was full. It was so it was. Okay. full. <laughs> like, oh yeah, like fuller than now, but like <laughs> everywhere, everywhere you went, it was so full. And I remember there was, I've talked to these guys about it on the podcast before, but like 
in my first week of being here, I think it was actually like during Canada Day, I went into the mall and some guy grabbed my ass, like as I was walking through the mall, and I was like, "What the hell?" I've is apologized this place? for it many times, <laughs> and he just won't accept my apology. <laughs> no, but I was just like, "What the hell kind of place is this?" And like, so many people are like were so standoffish, and like, but it's slowly turning into this place where people have come up here to work, and then they've missed their wives or their girlfriends too yes. much, so they've brought them into town, and then yes. now they've got. These kids, they've got them married, and they're realizing the school systems up here are great. Um, there's there's now Mac Island where they can take their kids to go do their recreation stuff on the weekends. There's great parks. There's programs going on, like the Hub downtown yeah. and uptown are now doing like great children's programs, and people are really understanding that it's becoming like a family. The positives outweigh the negatives. It is, the negatives true. are there. The negatives Just are there, like they are but they've, they've faded away. Like compared to five years ago, like it's gone like this. Yeah, I cannot compare, of course, with five years ago. Of but course. when I came last July, what I noticed is incredible beauty of the surrounding nature oh, and it's... complete lack of public art. I don't know why the city cannot have a single public art something. Yeah. Yeah. Tag Russell Thomas. And, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing. Another I'm thing. expecting him to walk in the door. <laughs> we're trying. We're um, trying, I swear. What, what makes me kind of upset a little bit about uh, future, not of uh, Fort McMurray, but in general where the world is going, the emphasis on sport uh, versus the emphasis on soul. Yeah. So, And I see it in this town big time. And um, I, I think that people... Who, who are in charge of certain things in this con- in this uh, city, whom I really respect. I met some of the city councillors, mm-hmm. and that that was absolutely great. But uh, I hope they have their own need in art, because without art, without uh, children going through emotions that are inflicted on them by watching a film that is not the Hollywood blockbuster, mm-hmm. <laughs> by going to a play. That was in Kiana College. Uh, without that, the, the children eventually will become uh, monsters and they will place their <laughs> parents, aging parents in the uh, home for older uh, people without so second easy. thought. I'll, I'll tell you home, yeah. one thing that inspired me the other day, actually, I was at the gym with my sister and uh, we were walking out and there's the Mac Island Community Art Gallery. And there's this little girl, she's like the cutest thing I've ever seen. She's had like long blonde hair and she's going, Daddy, Daddy, like come this way. I want to see what's in here. And he's like, oh, okay, like come on, let's go. And she was just like walking through the gallery and she'd stand and she'd just look at like yes. the pieces of art in there. And like it really reminded me just like, I'm like, I wonder what she's thinking kind of thing. Like I really just wanted to go and ask her like, what, like, what do you like? What do you think? Like, do mm-hmm. you, would you want to create something like this one day? And she, and her, like her dad kind of got into it after a while. Cause she'd like point at the colors mm. and call out the colors and everything. Like it, no, it was yeah, really I, cool. I had to stop and like watch for a little I've while. I've said it on this podcast before and I'll definitely repeat it. Cause like you would say, if you would have told me that story, uh, Probably a year ago, like, I'd just be like, okay, yeah, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I can't, yeah. I can't relate to what you're saying until I took Kingston to hometown, one of the piano plays yeah. where they had all the dancers. I've never, like, I've always heard the stories of, oh, you'll see it on your kid's face, and I never really believed it. Mm-hmm. I saw it. I got to experience that moment where I seen it in his eyes, where he was glued to those yeah. dancers, every move, and he had them held so high in his regard. Not like 
any kids need TV that. show no, or absolutely any, not. any, any movie, or anything like No, that. it's, it's live art. That's yeah. why art needs to be actually subsidized because yeah. it is. Uh, it cannot be financially uh, valid. There's no money no in money, the world. But yeah. the, the value is in, in the children that will go and see it and uh, then get some interest. And yeah. in people be, being less depressed if yes. they go there. Though I have to say that not everybody knew about this wonderful play that was in uh, Kiana College uh, in, uh, when was it? April, yes? April, oh, yeah. uh, how uh, about uh, the promotion? Bedtime Stories? Yeah, yeah. the April play. Yeah. So how about promotion of cultural events in the city? Is it happening it's, or how it's, is it? It's, I find that it's happening. It's just like the with this whole transient thing, people just disconnect themselves a lot of the time like there's, there's it's a, all over twitter it's all over facebook but it's the same people seeing people the same stuff yeah. don't want to look for it i think yes. part of the uh, problem with bedtime stories though was it was happening as opposed to um their shows if i if i cor- remember correctly they didn't do what they normally do with their other shows where they they, they do one weekend and then another weekend no they did did they yeah Okay, because I know that normally Keanu does, sets it up in a way so – because normally people work certain sets of days, yes, right? Yes, absolutely. So the idea is to get the one set of people. Two weekends. The, yeah, yeah, two, two weekends. weekends yeah. As opposed to running through an entire – you know, a week. run would be a week and such. But, uh, yeah, for some reason, Bedtime Stories fell a little flat this year. And I thought it was like, – sorry, guys, I'll say it. I thought Bedtime Stories was better than Hometown. Well, yeah, Misty, I, I really, sorry. I didn't, I didn't see, see Hometown. hometown. Yeah. Oh. But, uh, <laughs> hometown was good, but Bedtime Stories, Bedtime stories really, like, that's the one you went and saw. Like, that was, I didn't oh, see didn't any. See it? Oh. I wasn't here. Oh, oh, oh but, yeah. Uh, I think you hit the nail on the head when it comes to promotion is you get these people that come into this town, and, of course, they come in here with their two-year plan or their five-year plan, yeah. and it's just like, okay, I'm not going to get Twitter. I don't, want, I don't care what that is. I don't know Facebook, whatever. I'm not going to listen to the radio. I'm, I listen to my Facebook CDs in the morning. Yes, exactly. I don't yeah. watch the TV because we're not like any of our local channels comes out of Edmonton. So none of that's going to be on mm-hmm. there. You know what I mean? Like, and who reads the well, paper these days? And- I deal directly with, uh, with, uh, community events and, and, um, promotion of them. And, and, and to that respect, I get a lot of people that communicate with us via social media through our, uh, radio stations, uh, pages. And, uh, and I, not that I want to knock any, any listeners or any of the community, but there's, I, I find it far too common that people have absolutely zero uh, connection with with what is going on in the community. I hear it uh, as well far too often that there's nothing to do in this town. Exactly. Than, oh, those yeah. who are not looking, they always drink, say drugs, that. Like yeah. all those things, and like maybe catch Go a movie, but we only have the one movie theater, and people usually get tired of it because it's a little bit smaller, maybe not what they're used to, and so on and so forth for every little thing that goes on here. But it's absolutely astounding how much there is to do. If well, you look for it, have, yeah. or, or will intellectual you? curiosity. It, right? exactly. it is either there or if it is yeah. not. If it is not, they're just bitching that there is nothing. It's not it. even looking for it. It's well. not looking past it. Well, here's a question for you, Julia. Can yes. you get past that? Can you, like, like you said, some people, <laughs> some people just refuse to look for it. Is there any way to change that type of person? Can I say what I think is? Um, By all means. Well, if you put this, I don't know how to call them in English. These things near you can you must put it near the gyms, uh, at the streets, and then glue the posters on them. And oh, the, like the street oh, lamps, oh, uh, or like yes, I know exactly like, what you're talking uh, about. They exist in Europe. Oh, they like have them all over Edmonton as well. Unfortunately, Big there's ones. a bylaw against public <laughs> posters in Fort McMurray. 
Yeah, so you maybe are not you allowed need, to put those Maybe up. you need to discuss this bylaw because these people will not look online. I mean, they that's need a good point. It's okay, so and, I'm going to get like community bulletin boards at grocery stores and things are no, becoming No, it's a thing not. It's yeah, it right the streets. The big ones, the big ones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. You raise a very good point because about, yeah, those like bulletins. If you go back to how villages used to be, Basically, if anyone wanted to know anything of what was there happening was a in the town post. center, there was the town center, the, and there was the, usually the something in the middle where people would post signs that would say, "This is what's happening." Wanted. This <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. No, but this might cat. be like, absolutely not allowed for any wanted. This should. No, no, be. no, no I know, but what I'm getting at is <laughs> this: this co- our community doesn't necessarily have, have a place a where we centrally congregate. Yeah. Yes. And maybe that's the they issue. They are trying to change that with the arena redevelopment. And well, Jubilee yeah. Square. Will be the, uh, the Jubilee Square. Yeah. yeah. But I was thinking more to put it in the places where those people who live by going to work and going to gym. Yeah, you said gym. Yeah. Mac Island. Put it right yes. in the middle of Mac Island. Put there. it right in the middle yes. of the Casman Center. Don't what I want to know, I'm going to like take a digging stab right into the politics of this town like <laughs> stab right into the kidney oh, kind we're of thing. all on you right now like, Give her. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah oh, i'll take one why is it that during the elections they can put signs up all over town but when there's an incredible event going on we can't plaster it everywhere for everyone to <laughs> that's see that's a really good point seriously very, very good point. like is. if okay if i go to the council and i'm like i've got this event going on i want to put up signs of this size that's your election sign size can they say no um, yeah. Like well, honestly, the silence was an answer. Yeah. Yeah. It's because of those. So we got Mayor Melissa. We're just gonna slap film fear right over top of it. <laughs> just no, but you know what thing. I mean. No, like, why? Why is it that politics is so important that like they feel that they can plaster their faces all over town? But we have a play. We have a film festival. We have interplay with which is about to happen which is about to happen and those posters should be plastered everywhere right now people shouldn't look without seeing interplay logo in their face this city this city is so kind of uh, size friendly that you can go to the council you can't you can uh, it's not like Vancouver or Montreal it's not huge so you can go and say "Yeah, yeah that's what we want and tell us why we can't it's yeah. true. Excellent like, point. There, yeah, there have been times where, like, I Julia starts the rally. Let's yeah. do it right now. <laughs> there have been there have been things that have really like pissed me off in the community. I will tell you and one I've, thing. In I've a second. tweeted the municipality of Wood Buffalo on Twitter, and I've been like, "This really pissed me off. Like, where's my bus? Or like, why is my bus taking an hour to get here when they're supposed to be running every fifteen minutes? And they it's been cleared up. Like they've Yes, they've had answers answer for me you. right away. They can answer. Elected so officials are obliged to answer you. Well, I, I wanted to tell you, I didn't tell anybody that, but I actually applied for a job here in Fort McMurray. It was um, a month ago for events coordinator. Okay. And I was, uh, I worked at the Canadian Embassy in Moscow. I was in charge of events of Canadian scale, like it's country scale in the country. Wow. I wasn't bloody even contacted. What? Really? Yes. Really? So I don't know what uh, who who will take this position, but I liked when I saw it. I thought, oh, this is a position that can make a difference mm-hmm. yeah. because it's events coordinator. Mm-hmm. Then yeah. you know the art because I like this place, right? So I was not very pleased. So I don't know which girl, what age is sitting there in PR. <laughs> 
human in human resources. I don't know. I'm very I don't know what <laughs> this is now. Yeah, I'm very curious to know what the company uh, name is. I'll tell no, you. no, it was in the city. No, it was the actual municipality. The original municipality of Buffalo. And they're advertising it again I'll, because they were not interested even con- to you know contact what? me. I'll ask you a question. Do you have a diploma? I have the diploma. Ah, in not Do in the sport, like, bloody management. Yeah. I just w- arranged uh, Canadian events in Russia. They, but they won't even take a second you, look at you. If you, you just sparked a topic have, that I wanted to have a podcast But that's what I wanted on. to say. Absolutely. What girl is is hired? Exactly. It's, it's what, the paradox. It's the girl. paradox. Because without the thing, the city school. will not succeed. Exactly. Yeah, they it's think the you need the school. Of, they, they want you to have the experience. I have a school. Uh, just it's not the, uh, the right it's not sports. Experience, but they want experience that they that they are familiar with and but comfortable it's, with. It's horrible. The same the same thing happened to my parents when they came here. My, like I said, my father is a pipe fitter. He had to get all of his qualifications over again at yeah. Canadian standards. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they just the didn't recognize all of his education. Well, it's, well Misty, it's our friend silly. Misty, she's won awards for directing, for plays. She's got all kinds mm-hmm. of accolades. She was told straight up, you will never be more than this level because you I'm don't totally have so. a certificate or diploma to back it up. She's it's, got awards, it's, but they, she's already told no. But you need it on horrible, a piece of paper in a frame the, in your office. Yes, the, but let's say I have a bachelor's degree. Yeah. Right? Just it's not in the sports event, uh, sports. But why on earth the events coordinator in the city must have sports diploma? Good. That is the main question. thing. That's what so I'd like. Well, I'll tell you what, Julie, you're hired. I'll deal work for you. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, we will change this it's, town. It's right. it's terrible because you get all these book smart. People, go, book smart, great. I'm not sure. With zilch experience, we what, what are you going to do? It's, it's people, like, it's so <laughs> there, there's these people who come into our industry, like the oil industry, and we used to have to deal with it all the time. I used to work for an NDT company in New Zealand, like non-destructive testing. And we'd get these guys straight out of school and we'd hire them because they were qualified, but they would be nothing compared to the guys who had started from a labor position and moved through and they got the experience because they knew what it looked like in a book. But as soon as they got their hands on the tools, they didn't know what the hell they were doing, right? <laughs> it's well, you could say the same of uh, making movies. It's it, true. It, it, until I mean, you actually held the camera absolutely. and used it, I mean, it's all theory. Like, yeah. my first ever interplay film was, like, the crackliest, like, the sound was terrible and it everything. Awesome. And I'm like, I could do this. Surprising how important sound is, hey? It, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, and, like, when it when I saw it up on the big screen, I'm like, this is a piece of crap. Like, but it, it never stopped me or anything, but... Well, but you learned. I learned, yeah. exactly. And, I mean, like, without the experience behind it like sometimes the tools just don't fit mm-hmm. I was going to ask you Julia about uh, if you can, what we were talking about earlier just off mic if you want to talk about it just the, what, your, what? your experience about film and the people for your uh, uh, documentary just what you, you were saying there was uh, some of the people that you've been interacting with just how good it was and how some of the people were uh, you said some of the people were very positive I know you didn't say that ne- you weren't expecting negative but you're just saying how good it was to uh, the, the variety of subjects like King Dane and uh, Yes, uh, when I started to meet people here, it just happened that everybody I met was somebody I was very excited about. And it's not the the matter of education. It's uh, quite often the matter of heart. And, of course, the fact that they come from all over the world. One of my subjects uh, in documentaries we call 
people subjects. Subjects? Okay. We don't say characters because characters means it is fiction. Fictional created. Ah. Yeah. So, but I don't like the word subjects either. Because he's a scientist. Very regal as well. It seems like it, it, it has a connotation of being above instead yes, of Yes, exactly. I agree with you. So one of the guys I am filming is King Deng, for example. The, the um, guy in town who came from South Sudan, Sudan a uh, Christian guy, he came to Canada, and he is a rapper. And he is such a positive person. Wherever we go somewhere to film, he starts talking with people, and people start to talk with him. And we filmed uh, one of my favorite par uh, moments was he worked and works a little bit in Moxis, and it was winter, and it was like 10 a.m., and I had my camera, and I needed to film one thing, how he enters Moxis. So I thought, do I need the microphone? No, I don't need a microphone. <laughs> I will put it in auto, and I didn't mount the microphone. So he starts walking. Two guys are standing near the entrance to Moxis. They are both First Nations guys, and one of them saying, are you a rapper? I am a rapper too. <laughs> and he starts to rap. Oh no! To die for Meanwhile, you're getting your uh, back. Like, <laughs> hold on, just hold on. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, hold it on. my camera had a good mic, oh, but, then, good. but then I forced him to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Better but, take. But that is, in a way, the the story about this town because you quite often meet amazing, amazing people. And the girl I am filming, her name is Sable, and she worked as a barber, and she's so beautiful, and she's very kind and uh, humane and uh, when I filmed uh, in October uh, she wanted to have a car she never had a car I guess she was from the circumstances that she never had a car and she wanted to work very hard and have a car so tomorrow she brings her jeep into town from Edmonton oh really tomorrow <laughs> yes oh, <that's laughs> so, really so um, you cannot judge the dreams of the people to become a filmmaker is an absurd dream for many people but mm -hmm. for us it is completely absolutely logical thing mm -hmm. to live for the uh, for, not with the purpose but to live by making films uh, to have your soul being fed by making films mm -hmm. and for some people it is uh, the dream is to have a car she slaved for, mm -hmm. Through get the winter yeah. to get this car. I find yeah. it very so. interesting that you uh, that you use the word uh, f uh, "fed," the uh, soul fed by art, because it was mm -hmm. uh, our our missing founder of the uh, Fort McMurray Film Association, Misty, who had our first meeting, our general interest meeting. She said it in a way, and it was really off the cuff. It wasn't even uh, it didn't feel rehearsed whatsoever. She just said that like one of her hopes and uh, goals for the association was to nourish artists. Nourish, yeah. And I think that that is one thing that uh, the city is is uh, is uh, starving for as well is like you said there's no public art or very very little of it and i think that uh people have gotten so used to it that it becomes even more absurd in the common eye to be so uh for arts so pro arts to chase the arts down and it's because uh that uh, it, it's it's kind of like when you're so hungry that you stop feeling that sensation of hunger mm -hmm. that you're exactly. just so starving that you don't even realize that you're hungry anymore and you just keep moving on moving on moving on and then when you finally get a really good 
meal and the metaphor is of course like a really good piece of art that really moves you like Kingston watching those dancers yeah. during a hometown yes. musical it, uh, it awakens you remember somebody. how hungry yeah. you are yeah. yeah and I think the town is just starting to remember how hungry it was yes no, that's a really good analogy that is excellent my heart's like beating a little bit faster like oh well it's, it's just like you listen to like everyone can listen to us each week at the YMN podcast <laughs> the, uh, but you listen to people talk and a lot of people feel exactly how you just described Steve and when you hear people talk like that, it's just like, do these counselors, like, hey, Russell, I'm sure he knows how important his job has it. He's the interim executive director for the council. But does he realize how important mm. a job that he has? Because just listen to the quote that you just gave. And that I've heard similar stories from very many people in this town where this could change someone's life, literally, right? Well, well they've you- been having those coffee clashes, too. What is Coffee Clash? So what's happened is Russell, I think it's twice a month? Once a month. Once a month, uh, there's so a, a, an invite of all sorts of artists. doesn't matter which field. You could be a painter. You could be a musician. You can casual. be a filmmaker. filmmaker. Casually, they meet at uh, the Suncor Center was the last one. It's and different kind of yeah, Just a bunch of chairs together, and they basically talk about ideas that uh, Russell can uh, help facilitate them in happening. And one of the big things is, uh, I know it's one of his big mandates, is he wants to have a create space. And the idea is a facility that's dedicated solely for art, not a gym that has an art wing in it. Basically, the idea is that where the resources and the showcasing of where artists can work can meet other artists and uh, collaborate together. I was telling Russell this, uh, or maybe I thought about it, I can't remember, but... In his, you're right, his mandate is to have this art space. But in the meantime, what he's doing is his mandate. These coffee clashes. Yes, creating it, temporary yeah, art and, and he's trying well, Temporary to, yeah. or not, you're getting the exact mm-hmm. same effect. And you're getting it at a wide variety in this region. I totally agree with that you need a spot, like a coffee shop, or an art spot. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. But I just love how in your quest to get this, you're accomplishing your goal right now. Right, and it's it seems to be working very what I find very much. Really impressive is just the uh, in, in recent years the number of uh, avenues for artists that have been opening up. Uh, for instance, I mean there has been uh, an air, uh, 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 a venue, uh, so to speak, for artists to get together of all kinds of different uh, in a very open and non judgmental way, and that's the Full Moon Cafe. Yes, uh, which has uh, been going on for a few years now, and it's for anybody who's a musician uh, or or spoken uh, word or, or poet, artist, or or uh, even just visual artist. I think they've had some people perform with uh, different visual pieces in their hands. And when is it happening? And this happens uh, once a month as well. This goes it's back a, to our promo thing. <laughs> this is the last one that happened. It was on June the twelfth. Oh, that was the yeah. coffee clutch. Yeah, the yes. coffee clutch. So okay. basically, it was just uh, I get together. And the yeah, the full moon cafe has been uh, going on for yep. a while now. Very oh, similar full moon cafe is uh, once a month, and uh, it's uh, don't know what it's around. Like the whole idea is, it's around the lunar calendar, like yeah. the cycle. So they try it's to fit the it in. Full moon cafe. So where is the moon? Yeah. Where is the moon? Yeah. Well, tonight is a no. Yesterday was a new moon. So, yeah, so uh, it'll guess be the next in one will be in moment. about two weeks. But um, exactly what Julia is saying is what a lot of people are saying lately. It's like we don't know when this. That's just it. Yes, but that's the thing. I researched so much. I know so much about the city. I didn't know about that. I know about open mic. My own, uh, my uh, very similar. uh, That's part of the reason that gave me the drive to uh, to pursue helping out with the YMM podcast and forming this. uh, At first, I was very apprehensive about the workload that might go into forming this filmmakers association. But then I just threw that out the window when I kind of looked with inspiration to what my uh, 
my mom and my my stepfather, who was uh, retired now, but he was a professor of English literature at the Keanu College, and uh, they started up the Northward magazine, which is uh, well, not just I didn't themselves. Know that. Yeah, no, they they founded it with with other members, and uh, it's kind of been passed on because they've moved out of town. They're uh, now on the coast and are looking to build their retirement property on one of the Gulf Islands, um, Pender Island. Actually, mm-hmm. if you've been there, you know it's a beautiful mm-hmm. place. Of course. Um, and Just yeah, but, those who don't move here can build nothing on Pender Island yes. because they, <laughs> you don't make money. Yeah, exactly. No, no, no. They, they want they they specifically they want to go out there and mm-hmm. live a quiet life of, of writers and, and just create, which I think is very very admirable after all the the stress of raising the kids and living here for mm-hmm. the career that they've gone through. But yeah, they they were. Um, very unsure about steps to take to create this magazine and uh from it was a quarterly um it, it is a quarterly publication and it's uh the first magazine was very very um uh, you know sort of skeleton it was uh, no color in the printing it was very you know uh it seemed like it uh not that it's a bad thing but it's just very first outing it seemed like it was very much like printed off of like a work computer and and bound you know with like just some tape and just very kind of homemade <laughs> next issue they had uh i think four colors and they had uh, some artists that got interested uh mm-hmm. to do the cover for them uh it wasn't just text it, w- it was actually like a piece of art and that became you know, you learn from every single. What is goal. the name of this magazine? Uh, Northward, Northward. Uh, the current literary journal of Canada's North. The uh, current issue has Lucas Seward. Lucas Seward yeah. I don't know if you've seen his art, but he's the guy who does the bitumen uh-huh. art. He did the latest cover of it, actually. I, I yes. find so it. Every every have quarter you, they give you, you the to, theme of the next one, and they. Uh, gallery at Frames and more. No, I haven't been yeah, to the gallery. Yeah, it's it's really cute. They do framing and stuff. Okay. My mum works there, so. Ah. <laughs> yeah, but they've got so the bitumen out there. <laughs> well, no, that's where you can pick up Northward magazine. They distribute okay. it, right? So, What do you think about magazines uh, that, are, uh, that have appeared in the city in the last several years? I was driving... Today and yesterday, and there, uh, the, there is a lot of advertisement of uh, the mm, baby or children oh, the, the, the magazine. Child magazine? Child yeah. magazine. That's actually brand new. The yes, child magazine that one's just yes. came yes. in. Yes, this one and then Ford McMurray Girl. The Fort McMurray Girl has been around for a while. Kayla's. The, yes. Uh, Kyla. Kyla. Kyla, sorry. Kyla, yeah. yeah. That was, I think that was the original... Um, Sort of uh, local. I would say like, I, I would consider it like glossy, glossy. yeah, glossy magazine uh, publication here in Fort McMurray, and it kind of opened up. Another, it's it's just like um, I think Northward was actually before it, but very yes. very different. Uh, Absolutely, goals, that's, why, different. Uh, that's why that's yeah. why I'm asking. Uh, what do you think and about this? There's new also now the Your McMurray magazine, which is uh, like just YMM, which is yeah. uh, two of the writers, which two of us, <laughs> which the t- two of us write for it, like Todd ah, and I both yeah. do. It's ca- it's called YMM magazine, uh, wow. Your McMurray magazine, yeah. or Your yeah. McMurray magazine, which is a play off of the the airport code code is YMM here, which is our tag, right? That's how you find us on Twitter, and I think I like it. Like it's. Like I said, our biggest problem when it comes to like TV here is you, you turn on a channel and it's Edmonton, Edmonton News, Edmonton mm-hmm. News, Edmonton that. Like I know we're not as big and we can't really handle a, a full network, but I, I like reading about what's going on in town. I, I'm, yes. I, I have been a fan of the paper. I always will be a fan of the paper. I love, Nor- I've read mm-hmm. Northward for years. I love YMM magazine. I love writing for it, even though I'm just writing about tech stuff. That's awesome to me. But right? again, you're, you're looking at the city. There's people. The uh, the problem is a lot of our transient workers, as well as other, even some of the locals, are looking beyond the city, right? Mm-hmm. So, what do you the mean? Pro- 
In other words, if you're always working towards the weekend to go to Edmonton or Calgary uh, and what have you, mm-hmm. you're not looking at what's in front of you. So they're not going to be searching of what's going on at Edmonton because honestly, these people don't care. Mm-hmm. I, I know because I used to be one of these people. When I got back from school, I, I my idea, my, my plan was pay off my student loans, go back to Edmonton, continue making movies. But through working with you and meeting all of you guys, I've like at now I, every weekend I look forward, hey, I've got a free weekend. Let's film something or record a podcast or I'll go quadding. (laughs) I've never been quadding. He's a big quadder. I'm so scared of it. I'm completely terrified. Terrified. You are not Fort Mac guy. You are not Fort Mac guy. Guys, I went on plenty of fish. You don't. I know know what Fort Mac guy is. You know he's quadding. Hunting. Race here, though. I've been, in the gym. I've been, uh, I've been plagued a little bit because my name is Steve, and there's a running gang. Yes, Steve from Sight. Yeah, absolutely. My yes. favorite so one. We uh, we were actually at the Center of Hope golf tournament the other night, and uh, one guy he was kind of he was a bit flirty with me or whatever, and Steve was there. Yes, and uh, and he goes to me, he's like, "Oh yeah, you've got to know that this isn't Steve from Sight. You know, he makes." Radio money. I'm like, I know, I live with him. He's my boyfriend. Like, and the guy was like, "Oops," okay. but I'm like, uh, <laughs> I don't care. But it's it's so funny. You've like, actually created a Steve. On set. Yeah, I think. Well, the, no, I created the, the other Steve as a, like an answer to it. Oh, was, really? Was, yeah. Well, because yeah. they were made with that site, uh, that text to animation site, uh, mm-hmm. Extra Normal. Uh, the original Steve from Sight videos were just made uh, using this uh, simple format, and so I copied it to make the other Steve, and it was. My idea was uh, to uh, make fun of sort of the dating scene in sight because I've heard, I had heard uh, back then, that was years ago now, uh, from several women that they were just so tired of the typical Fort Mac guy who just cared about uh, yes. showing off how much money he had and, oh, and how many toys man. he had. And like, here's my Syncrude ID badge and here's my shift schedule. And that <laughs> proves that I'm a provider and that provo- proves that you should be interested well, in yeah. me. Let's go to hey. Mexico. All inclusive. Yeah. Exactly. And, <laughs> exactly. And yet. I've heard that. So and yet, when I try to explain yeah. my lot in life, in, in that I pursue more of an entertainer uh, goal and a broadcaster goal, and I don't make that industry money whatsoever, that all of a sudden I've been, you know, I've gotten the wall from girls because they're like, "Well, you don't have any money. You don't have. You're not a provider. You don't have." Like, you have blue eyes. Apparently not. <laughs> Uh, over, over it's now. It's funny though. Something. There's, well, there's, there was, there were times when I used to go out to the bar that you could spot the guys who had gone home, obviously showered, and put their ID badges back on to go out on the town <laughs> yeah, it's and so pick true. up girls. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, I don't know if it's just in my refusal that men are that low. Yeah. Like, no, nah. well, it's, I wouldn't say low. No, I wouldn't describe it that way, but. There, there's, there's a training. There's an ingraining that that is your value. Yeah, it's know, the like, same as a hunter putting on a pelt. Well, exactly. But it, it, think I about it. it. I, think about it. The, I mean, the article that you told me about with the the Madison Avenue ad executives who created the craze about the diamond, where yeah. like it wasn't it, diamonds were a failing market, and they created this sense of you are yes. not. Complete. A complete person. You're not a complete man and and man of the house if you have not given your woman this diamond. And you're not a complete woman if you don't have a if ring you don't on have your a man finger. that can provide you with that diamond. Yeah. And so it became this this uh, excellent this idea. looking yeah. at yeah. this keeping oh, up with the Joneses kind of thing. Brilliant. It's a brilliant and it, brilliant. it exists today. And and the the uh, industry pay is how people view their own worth. And I want to just right. strangle some of those people. <laughs> like there's so much more to it. Mm-hmm. You can use that money to. 
create, you know? I'll tell you one thing. If debt load proves male, (laughs) I am on that one. Yay. So how come guys here have debts? If you work on site and you make good money, why everybody has debts? Because of that keeping up with the Joneses uh, mentality. And the impatientness of of youth. Hold on. Speaking of a person with debt, uh, I've never been keeping up with the Joneses. I don't care what my neighbors do. I just want to have fun. And I'm willing to go at extreme lengths oh, like, you <laughs> to do it. So what well. is fun? What is fun? Because that's the thing you read on Plenty of Fish. I fun? like to have fun, <laughs> everybody but everybody has different understanding of fun. It's very true. My definition of fun is is putting a boatload of money into that Arkham Rising pro- project. Oh, going that, down to to make films. That's fun. To, well, no, to make films. Horror nights, like with I've scammed him really good. Yeah. <laughs> driving down. Give money to this guy. It's really fun. Driving. Driving down to Edmonton on the same day as, like, after one of us has finished work at, like, 6 o'clock at night and rocketing down to Edmonton for midnight shows of movies and, like, having a... We would have to do that if we had a decent theater here, It's though. true. It's true. <laughs> I mean, definition of fun that a lot of people, like, my parents hate us renting a van when we all got perfectly good vehicles yeah. so yeah. we can travel together. Yes, yeah. of course. But also spending money to literally paint the van and put decals on the van. Oh, my God. And that's well, spoiled we brats. Yeah. Well, we, we, but it was a trip to remember. It and was. that's something I'll always shoot my back to my parents with. Oh, my with God. Is, You're wild. I re- we, like, this I re- is a place of wild people. That's for yeah. sure. We broke yeah. If you're tamed, if you know the limits, it's not the place. I loved you. your quote when you said extremes. I, that hit that's me. Place that hit extremes, me. I love yeah. it. You're like, I'm used to extremes. I'm like, we are an extreme city. We're and, an and extreme when you, group. No, it's true. Like, a lot of people, like, uh, I've said it on the podcast many times, is when you sit there and you talk about how cool it would be if this scene was in a movie fuck we went out and did it yeah we yeah, made pretty it pretty much it like crazy we filmed in a fucking prison <laughs> that was pretty awesome yeah like I wouldn't without prison. actually being arrested <laughs> that's, well, and that's the, they that's thought the you were inmates <laughs> yes that's the enrichment of our lives and I will uh, go on the on the line um uh what's it go on the record the record yeah there you go thank you I will go on record with saying that uh, when I first moved here and was working in radio and like before I had made these connections here, like, like you said, it's a very lonely place mm-hmm. and I was feeling very lonely and very unfulfilled and, uh, and my life was feeling unenriched and, and it doesn't feel that way anymore. Now it yeah. feels like there's too much going on and <laughs> yeah. I gotta start We're overloaded. <laughs> deciding what's, you know, the priorities, which is a good problem to have compared to the other. It's, well, it's part of the reason why we want this association to be successful because we want other people to start projects so that we can see other people's projects. Yeah. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. And get true, other right? people to help us on our projects. Like my, my favorite time <laughs> of year is, is the, like the 48 hour film fest and in interplay because oh, I want to see our peer people that we know. Running around doing stupid stuff on the screen. I, I think mean, that's great. Jumping over the, cr- like, when Kelton won the 48 hour film oh, challenge, they already, like, jumped out, of, like, climbed over people to get to this. Like, it was, like, <laughs> so it's so cool. He was so excited just, and, like, mm-hmm. seeing seeing something you've created on a big screen, like, and having all your friends around you and watching it together and, you know, like, bringing family along and stuff. It was. Like the best times that I've had in Fort Mac. My sure. mom often makes fun of me for this podcast, but one of the things she listens. One of the things she says. Yeah, she must the, One of the things she says that I kind of pulled at the heartstrings was, 
if you're busy and I don't get a chance to talk to you, I know you're just a, I can, you're just a click away and I can hear your voice. Uh, and I'm yeah. like, oh, that's sweet. She's like, I can't stand more than 10 minutes. <laughs> you start talking about stupid stuff. But I know you're just a click away and I can hey, hear my your voice. Hey, my mom so. listens to your voice too but when you have ads at the beginning of the ladies' room. <laughs> <laughs> Mom's like, what is Todd talking about? Like, she rings me one day. <laughs> uh, any, 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 anything else? Or I was going to say any final thoughts, but anything? Well, well it, uh, honestly, it was uh, a very very refreshing uh, podcast, honestly. Yeah, yeah. It's a delight getting to know you, honestly. Especially, Thank you so much. It's delightful to yeah. get to know you guys. I mean, like you say, you meet all types here yeah. in Fort Murray. And I mean, you're you're another, you're a completely new type of person that I've met. Yes. <laughs> yeah. and, I and I find that as a town, we really fear like uh, media that comes in from the outside. I know that. Because we get. I fear media as well. We, well, you know, we get. Because this. media comes for a day or two. We get these G- yes, like right. we, get, we get GQ British magazine who come yes, in and they I go to showgirls. I read and, it. Yeah. And they, it they is don't find very the people well like written. Us. In what way? I think the guy who wrote it is very proud of the way he connected words. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The phrases, they oh, sound yeah. cool. Like he's a good writer, but in terms of capturing the soul and the essence of this <laughs> he place, captured, he didn't. He captured mm-hmm. the soul he was looking for. And that's what a lot of things do. So I mean, that when, story was it, written before he stepped foot in this town. It's true. And it gives me hope when I see filmmakers and documentary makers who come in. Like, I mean, the oil sands karaoke that. It's a good it's, film it's from that point of view. It spin. is uh, balanced. Yes. It is a balanced but it's not portrait. All, it's not all negative like everything else. And then like no. to hear you talking so fondly about the city we love so much, it really, mm-hmm. really like hits me right in the core. Cause Julia had an excellent point when we were talking that you pulled up when you were telling people about where they just set up. We do the positive side and you're like, I can't give you one side. I need to give you the full side. The full side. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, Otherwise, you're not true. painting a picture, right? That's yeah. why documentary filmmakers are not journalists. Mm-hmm. No, it's a different thing. Different uh, game. Yeah, they, different Well, they game. get the whole picture. They yes. don't take the pieces that they need for their story. Yes, right? exactly. You mm-hmm. have responsibility. Uh, and you're not that centered on yourself and your value. I, I never met a documentary filmmaker who is self-centered. Unlike some representatives of media, Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a different thing. Yeah. Well, that's one thing I often get harped on so much is everyone keeps calling me I'm the blind defender, right? And I can see how I come across as that because I do harp on a lot. Like when people shoot a negative comment, I'll fire back and then say about something positive, right? And I've said it before and I'll say it again. Fort McMurray has its fair share of issues. Mm-hmm. Yes. But something that I've always tried to progress is that if you look at it, the positives outweigh the negatives. And the issues we have aren't really different than a city this size or bigger. It's the typical, you're always going to have your construction problems. You're always going to have a problem with this, that, and the other thing. Yeah. But if you look at it and call your place a home, you will look past those and be able to see the positive sides of things. Well, what, I mean, following the analogy, what home doesn't have its own issues as well? Yes. I mean, what household, right? Yes, it doesn't have its own issues. I'm under construction now for fucking a month. (laughs) And I'm already exactly. getting pissed off at the contractors, which is me. Which exactly. is me. Uh, anyone else? Final thoughts? I think I wrapped up how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a re- like I said, like no, this has been a podcast. This has been a really like, heartwarming. One. Would um, would you ever consider coming uh, and doing a session for the filmmaking association? Talk about documentary film. I offer it. Yep. Yeah, yes, awesome. absolutely. We just never. Yeah, we never. We never met before. We yeah. decided to meet first. Yes, and then I will be here till the 18th, so we can try. The 18th of July. Yes, only. 
Yeah. 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 So, but yeah. I will be back again. Yeah. Okay. So we'll have to do it. We can coordinate time. around your return. We're yes. going to San Diego on Monday. So, yeah. Because I personally. I'm screaming. That's that's it. Hot that's why we're all in no. debt. <laughs> I'm a, that's where I'm the a, comes from. I'm a big admirer of documentary filmmaking because I'm very non-confrontational. So that's why I like to write fiction because fiction I can make the character say whatever I want right. them to say. Yeah. But make the character be nice. It takes it takes uh, it, it, a lot of professionalism, a lot of tact to to be a documentary filmmaker. I was actually really uh, well. We, we can talk about it in terms of the session, but um, uh, I've, I've always been interested in uh, the different uh, strategies in terms of a approach in terms of being a, a documentary filmmaker how do you approach your subject how do you approach your topic and how do you decide what the topic is or does the topic come out of what the research is right so mm-hmm. yeah we will talk a about lot to next time, then. <laughs> <laughs> let's give the crowd a little preview we got something coming down for the former Marine filmmakers association um on that note this has been excellent. Thank you very much, Julie. I speak for everyone at the it table. Was it was an absolute oh, pleasure. It was an honor to have you at the uh, table. Thank you so, so much. So for this edition of the YMM Podcast, I'm Totsky. I'm Tito. I'm Steve. I'm Ashcake. And I'm Julia. We'll see you next set. YMM Podcast is a T-Man Entertainment production. In association with Hyperphotonic Media. Find us at hyperphotonicmedia.com. fuck. Thank <laughs> you.